What's up, family? Welcome to the fifth episode of the Drunk Money Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And today, we getting drunk on transportation. Let's get it. Morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your hustle on. Standing strong, mad morning, get your morning, get your morning, get your... What's good, y'all? Hope y'all done had a great week. My week has been great. Work has been stressing me out, but it's been fun altogether because I'm home, man. I went on vacation. Big sister's having a kid, so I'm about to be an uncle. It's an exciting time, and just wanted to come back home and see family. And it's nothing like home, man. I don't care where you're from. This joint is amazing. I'm already having a blast, and I've been here for like 24 hours. Miss my family like crazy. Miss my father. Got to see my pops for his birthday. That was a good time. Just got to drink and watched, um, what was the show called? Memphis Street Outlaws. He loves cars, so that was awesome. Chilling with mom a lot today, just laughing. Laughing at her, dealing with her coworkers and stuff like that. So it's been a fun time for me. Uh, quick finances about the vacation. It was completely free. I only had to pay about 12 bucks in taxes because I got a ton of credit card points. So since just use the credit card points, especially because everything's so cheap, my flight would have been around $200 US from Denver to Baltimore. That's crazy. But with the points, I only used about, I think it was around 18,000 credit card points. So I basically paid $180 US, but since the points, it was free. And uh, I was going to do a future episode on credit cards on how they're fantastic. And once you know how to use them correctly, you be- you essentially just rig the system and-, and get to travel for free. So, But that has a lot to do with today's episode because we're just talking about transportation, specifically about how your new car is stupid as hell and you should never buy a new car a day in your life. Don't care what the situation is, what experiences you have with cars. It just makes zero financial sense. Um, just a, a quick breakdown. Uh, cars make up, or not cars, specifically transportation makes up 14% of all U.S. households, which is crazy if you think about it because uh, the average U.S. household makes around $60,000. So that means transportation makes up $8,400 per year. So that consists of Car payments that consists of insurance, so insuring everyone in the house, essentially, uh, that that includes gas, that includes maintenance. They also include vacation travel in there as well, which is also hilarious because you have credit card points that you can pay for those for free. Uh, I just think that a lot of people can just do the whole car buying process a lot better. People think that they're getting a good deal when they're walking out of the dealership with a depreciating asset, your car loses 30% of its value within the first year. So say you have a $30,000 car, you buy a brand new car, thinking you're leaving out with a great deal because it might've been listed for 32. Well, after that first year of you paying down that car, it'll be worth around $2,100 or $21,000, excuse me. 
That's crazy. You go to any other place and, and you say to somebody, hey, is this a good investment? I'm going to lose 30% in one year. What do most people, they would call you an idiot. But since we live in America and we have this consumerist uh, type of lifestyle, everyone wants to floss, everyone want to be flashy, they always want the newest things, want to show off the newest things. It's just normal. It's crazy to me how so many people can spend that much amount of money within that five-year span and think nothing of it because it's split up into payments. You're still paying that twenty-five, dollars $30,000 for a car that by the end of it is going to be worth half of that. By the end of your five-year span that you've owned that car, it's worth half of what you paid for it. So you would have paid, let's say, let's say it's $30,000, right? But with insurance, by the time you've done paying it, You've paid $35,000. Most people's cars last them five years. Man, you add up the maintenance. You add up the gas costs with that. You add up the, I mean, hopefully you own the car after five years and it isn't total, right? But let's just say you add up all of that. Man, by the end of it, you probably didn't pay $40,000 for a car that's worth $15,000. Now, granted, I understand that. You know, everyone needs transportation in order to make money. Like, we got to go somewhere in order to provide for our families, provide for ourselves. So I get that, but I just think we could do it a lot better. There are a lot of different alternatives. Um, first of all, used cars are wavy, <laughs> fantastic, and and just way better alternative to new cars. The average new car payment is $554, where uh, used car payment is 391 I mean, let's just round up, right? You're already saving $200 a month by just owning a car that is used. That doesn't mean used as in years, years of like 10 years old, right? Or 20 years old. So that's the average. So that includes used cars of one year old all the way up. So automatically you round that up, you're saving $200. Um, so that right there is a great alternative. You also have biking. Um, you can catch the bus to work. Uh, a lot of these things not only are cheaper, but you know they reduce the footprint we have on, on, the, on the earth. They, re they reduce carbon, uh, carbon emissions, all that type of stuff. Just genuinely a better alternative. I mean, you can walk a lot, a lot more healthy, uh, a lot less stress you will induce on your body. Just walk to work. Um, you might pay a higher commodity of living near your near where you work at, um, but it's overall much better alternative. I can say personally, I found apartments in in Aurora where I, I live at, and they were much cheaper than the one I live at now, probably like $200 a month cheaper, maybe 250 But if you look at the difference between, well, I would have to now I would have to drive 15, 20 minutes to get to work. Not only that, but afterwards, I'd have to drive 20 to 25 minutes because I'm in rush hour. Rush hour is not as bad in, in Aurora as it is in Baltimore, but now I have to drive back home. Not only that, but now I'm stressing because I know I have to drive back home. I, I'm getting road rage, yelling at people, all this other type of stuff where I pay that extra $200 a month and I'm at work within five to seven minutes. Depends on how late I am. <laughs> and it's... It's great. Like it's no substitute. Life has been so smooth. I can leave knowing I can be home within five minutes. I can take lunch if I want. I was considering getting a pet because I know, like, well, you know, if I want to walk the pet, I can just 
take a lunch, go home, go home, walk the pet, be back to work within five minutes. So much flexibility. Uh, didn't have to worry about inclement weather. Don't care if it's snowing 10 inches, which I'm pretty sure it did one, way, one day while I was at work. Just walk to work in the boots, walk home in that snow. It's all good. So it, it's just... It's And then on top of that, I've saved so much money on gas, on maintenance. I think while I've been out in Aurora, I may have only put 3,000 miles on my car. Doesn't mean I don't go anywhere. It just means every place I go is very close. My gym is only a seven, eight minute drive. The grocery store is around the corner. It's not like I'm living in the city. I live kind of out in the, the county side, so it's, but everything's just so convenient. Um, not only that, you know, you have, uh, so you not only have subway lines, but you have uh, other lines, like you have Amtrak's here over on the East Coast. You have marked train stations. So there's just a lot of different options that you have as far as, uh, you know, uh, used versus new cars or biking or busing. A lot of different options, a lot of things that are way more cost efficient. Um, not only that, man, but the insurance will just add up because if you get a new car, you have to get full coverage if you have a loan on that car. You can't get liability coverage. You must get full coverage until the car is paid off, which I guess that makes sense, but that just increases the value or that increases your output of, of funds that you constantly have to put out. So I know the, the differential between uh, used and like, let's say state minimums is usually around $800. So you're paying $800 extra a year for full coverage than you are for the minimum state requirements for liability. Already more money out of your pocket. It just, it doesn't make any sense, man. Like if you can help it, save up that money, buy a used car. I mean, just think of it this way, right? Say you were buying the car cash, you had to actually save up $25,000 for, for a car. Would you rather Say, yeah, I want a brand new Nissan. I want a brand new Toyota or whatever and buy it. Or would you buy a five-year-old one with five grand, six grand, save that extra 20 grand and you start a business with it. You can travel with it. I mean, most people, their expenses are, you know, mildly high. But, I mean, let's say that could last you six months. And now you have six months of expenses. You can do whatever you want for six months. You can take a sabbatical, you can travel the world, you can do a lot of things, attempt to start a business. I just think there are much better options than buying a new car. A lot of people come with the excuse that, oh, I just don't want to have to deal with maintenance. You will have to deal with maintenance. It's just not, <laughs> just not uh, in the moment. You know, like once that car hits, what, 50,000 miles, now you're going to have issues. Once it hits 100,000 miles, now you're going to have more issues, so... Just find a car that has very, very little uh, auto accidents or zero in the case of mine and do the best you can to maintain it. Don't drive like a maniac and just take care of it. Get maintenance every four months, three months. Make sure it's good. Get the oil changes and treat it right. And it'll treat you back with it, filling up your pocket. So, And then not only that, but I mean, if we be honest, cars are a death trap literally ridiculous and people act like it's essentially not like a lot of people don't think of it that way i know given the current climate i understand that people are worried about traveling and worried about going anywhere 
but will readily get in the car and go to go to work or they'll go to the grocery store. And I'm just kind of like put things in a perspective. Like you're probably more likely to die that way than by a virus or any other aspect, right? Like, or getting on a plane. I know a ton of people that are worried about getting on planes. And it's like, well, you drive every day. It's kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, hey, you got to put stuff in a perspective. So it's just something to think about. Um, I just found that was so interesting that 14% of your budget, you literally probably, you listen to this, 14% of your budget is going to transportation. I did the math on, on my budget. <laughs> my budget is all the way down at 2%. Like it's 2% of my budget goes to transportation. The main reasons for that is vacations are 0%. I pay with everything with credit card points. Got that down to a minimum. So that's negligible, essentially. I might be paying taxes on uh, flights here and there or taxes on hotel stays, but it's literally nothing. But my gas per month since I walk to work is $50. Uh, I have insurance. My insurance, I got that all the way down to 60 something dollars a month. So my insurance is negligible. So all things total, I pay around $112, $120 a month for my car. That amounts to 2% of my budget. And let's just say, right, since, since my car is super old, I drive a 2011 Hyundai Accent. Let's just say that since it's so old, I pay $2,000 a year on maintenance. Kind of high, um, but let's just say you average it out over the years, right? I had to get a new alternator, uh, what was it, last year? Uh, this year, I had a good amount of work done to it. It wasn't 2000 but let's just say some years or more. Let's say I have to get work done, and then I got to get new tires or whatever, right? So let's just say it averages out. It'd still only be 6%. And it's not... Now, granted, my income definitely has a lot to affect with that. But I think still, it's also the fact that I'm not paying $200 a month for car insurance. I'm also not paying a $250, $300 a month bill for a new car. It's already paid off. Uh, shout out to my parents. They paid the first, what, like seven grand of it. And when I, uh, that was when I got it in when I was in college, but once I was working full time, gave my mom like my first two checks to pay it off. So that was the I did I did what I could when I at the time. So it made me feel good. I know she appreciated it. So I paid the last two grand or twenty five hundred on it. So you know I got a little bit of money into it as well. Now everything obviously I handle, uh, but had it ever since college. It's been treating me well. I had some issues here and there with it, but nothing too big. And I don't care about a status. I'd rather have money in my pockets than to be driving around in a nice shiny car that really no one cares. You know, I had forgot who I was listening to or if I heard this somewhere, but someone told me that you literally are driving a car to go to work to probably spend around, I don't know, one day of pay period paying off of your car just to get you to work. And not only that, but while you're at work, the pain is getting sucked off of the car by the sun while you're parking it outside. Not only that, you're just losing money as you're going to work. So the more time you spend going to work, the more time you're losing that money that the car is actually worth. I just think that in the U.S., we're very focused on consumerism. We're very focused on the wrong things, essentially. 
especially um, people of certain communities, like we got to focus on building wealth and really trying to gain assets. A car is really not that important in all aspects of things. It's a it's definitely a privilege to have. You don't have to worry about standing outside on a bus for two hours and catching two buses to get to somewhere. But if you can avoid getting a brand new car, you should. It just doesn't make any financial sense. Get a car that's five years old, already take that 50% depreciation hit, so you're getting a car that has very minimal mileage on it, still very reliable, especially if you get a Honda or a Toyota, man, you're good to go. Just ride that joint till the wheels fall off. Um, that's about it, man, for the day. Just, I hate new cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's just get to the chase of the day. So right now, I'm really sipping on this flying dog. Completely forgot I had left beers and stuff here at the crib, so I thought I was gonna go, had to go out. I was gonna get me some Guinness, but I looked in the mini fridge downstairs, we got Flying Dog, so it's a brand that's pretty much all over at this point. I'm sure you guys have heard of them if you drink beer. Uh, this is a double IPA. It tastes pretty good. It's pretty strong though, so I must've been getting ready for a UFC fight with these things, so it's okay. It's not like, uh, you know, microbreweries of Denver or the Guinness Brewery beers, but this one's pretty solid. I like, I prefer other ones, but gets the job done. Um, but basically, man, just don't get a new car. Like, that was this whole episode. Just don't get a new car. It is a terrible financial investment. If you take five grand of that 25 grand and buy a used car, buy a beater, my car personally is worth $1,500, which means I could maybe sell it privately for three grand. If someone bought my car for three grand and they that car lasted them five years, that is a crazy investment. That's a crazy return. You, they would save so much money. They would be able to take that other 22 grand that they might have spent on another car, have so many more adventures with it, have so many more uh, opportunities that could present themselves. So that's just my chase of the day. Don't ever buy a new car ever in your life. I don't plan on buying me a new car ever. I also have a strict rule that I impose on myself. I'm not going to say you know other people should do it. I'm a little different, a little more frugal than other people. But I told myself a while ago I'll never buy a car that's 10% or more of my net worth. So that's not salary. It's not savings. So that's net worth. So all my assets, mine, it's my liabilities. It just wouldn't make sense to me, right? Like a lot of people, um, net worth... After everything's added up, they might have a house or whatever. It might be $25,000. Why would you buy a car that's worth $25,000? You're at now net zero. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, if I'm worth $100,000, if I'm worth $200,000, sure, a $20,000 car is not going to hurt me much. That's just my only rule uh, for myself. I definitely plan on getting me whatever new Tesla is out when I hit a milli. Uh, I think Teslas just, are just dope. Uh, that's my personal belief. That's like the coolest car I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Elon is a savage. <laughs> and that's it for today's episode, y'all. Hope y'all have a, a great week. I'll be back next week. Not too sure what next week's episode is going to be on. Maybe I'll do a full breakdown of my budget. Um, maybe I'll go into saving and investing. Not sure. Stay tuned. 
I'll see y'all next Thursday. Peace.